what I hate about these high school kids. I get older, and they stay the same little shits. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Slime wads. I ain't giving you nothing, got me? Nothing! Ooh, not scared of us, huh? Looks like we got a real tough guy, eh, Jamie? Sure he's tough. Real tough. But not smart. Smart? This guy? Let's face it. He's not winning any spelling bees. Well, he did get caught, which means he sure as shit ain't the brains of this operation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, blah, blah. What? You think I'm new here, scuzzbag? I am your worst nightmare, <laughs> ooze wallet. I am a repeat <laughs> offender. I repeat, I will offend again. <laughs> How dare you use a joke from the first movie, you piece of shit. You pranked the wrong teacher's lounge, bud. Now I want some names. Whoa, 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 Josh, hey, cool it. Keep that guy away from me, man. No problem, no problem. Josh, why don't you go talk to the guy outside? <laughs> you got it. Look, Casey. Can, can I call you Casey? I prefer filth hamper. <laughs> we don't want you, alright? Who are you? Just some kid who got in with the wrong crowd, shaved a bright pink mohawk in your hair, started putting safety pins on your body and referring to everyone as different containers filled with synonyms for dirt. You hate the school, so why not do some pranks? I get it. I've seen it a hundred times and it breaks my heart. But hey, I'm just one lowly hall monitor in a big school and if I'm going to do anything to clean up this mess I'm going to need your help so will you help me <laughs> oh I get it sludge tote bag <laughs> you're the good cop and your hubby out there is the bad cop well you're half right cause Josh he's a good cop too <laughs> then who's the bad cop Dead or alive, creep! You're coming to after-school detention! Well, what the hell is that? Meet Robocop, the newest member of the Video High Hallway Security Team. Now the VHS has a high-tech security <laughs> cyborg with a heavy arsenal on our side. Couple bugs aside, he's exactly what we need. B-bugs? Yeah, for some reason he can't seem to get his head around the concept of doors and just shoots his way into every room, but we're working on that. Uh, it, my fault. I said after you to be polite. But why? What next? You got an alien cop? A, a ghost cop? You got a vampire cop? No, but those are actually pretty good ideas. Oh, you know, dark money bolsters military spending and development, then the military sells the surplus to mercenary groups, and then those weapons trickle down to the hall monitors. Basic military-industrial complex stuff. Interrogation mode! Casey Regan, a.k.a. Filth Hamper, you have been charged with several counts of vandalism. Please provide information to my fellow officers or else your crimes will be reflected on your permanent record! Permanent 
What? You're not going to kill me? Oh, no, no. He will. This RoboCop is meant to appeal to younger audiences, so a lot of the extreme violence will be in plot. Uh, so all we have to do is shut our eyes, then... Oh, oh my God! He shot my arm off! <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't say what's happening. Josh and I didn't see the violence directly, so it's only implied. Like if we just step out of the smoldering door hole into the hallway, and then... Oh, oh God! Oh, it burns! It burns! Much better. Much less descriptive. Anyway, you could throw a, a choke in there. Uh, oh, 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 <laughs> um, oh! Looks like I'm really in the hot seat. Now that's PG-13 fun. <laughs> Had enough, creep. Not yet, you son of a bitch. Son? <laughs> oh, great. Look what you did. You reminded him of a memory. You really need to avoid words like son or family or woman or really anything that may or may not make him think about his early movies. Missions! Is, is he all right? Yeah, he just needs to think about dying, then his wife, then dying again. <laughs> then he needs to run down his four prime directives to decide which one he needs to ignore or delete to finish the mission. Then he'll be fine. So, well, well, we just we just wait. I'll just turn him off and on again. Hey, Murphy, you in there? Murphy, why'd you call him that? Why? What's that mean to you? My best friend was named Murphy. We used to pull pranks together all the time. The first time, man, it was incredible. We were trying to mock the increased disparity of the haves and have-nots by <laughs> highlighting the dehumanization and brutalization of the lower class by global corporate culture juxtaposed against a media culture that praises material consumption to alleviate nuclear extinction anxiety, all by humanizing a weapon of the state to show just how inhumane it all is. It was funny. It was violent. It was nuanced and meaningful without force-feeding morals. After that, we tried it again. You know, the second time we went bigger, more violent, more effects, darker elements. It was good, but I, but I lost Murphy. Now, I have no idea what I'm doing. Cherry bombs at the teacher's toilet, cafeteria tables bolted to the ceilings, teasing the use of a jetpack, <laughs> then I guess sort of using it. I don't know. I don't want this. I don't want any of it. It was Greg. <laughs> Greg made me do it. <laughs> I knew it. It had to be Greg. He's the only other person in this school. Well, looks like the job is done. Production mode. Casey Regan, a.k.a. Phil Hamper. You have been Wait, charged with several count, 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 No, count, no, count, RoboCop, count, it's over. Count, we got count. what we needed. Negative. More information is required. We must learn everything he knows about the third installment so that it can never happen again. Step back. I must use my data spike. What? what you, like, you put that thing into the computer system? Or, or what? Not exactly. Yeah! Oof! Now that is some good family-friendly implied violence. <laughs> and fins. <laughs> he was state-of-the-art in law enforcement technology. You called for backup? 
But the system thinks he's become too independent. He disobeyed a direct order. I want to know why. His friend was in trouble and he made a judgment call. Too unpredictable. They're saying he's gone underground. Oh, there goes our PR budget. Too human. We have a warrant out for the arrest of Robocop. Now, the system's out to get him. Because he's fighting for the people. Stay here! Fight for your home! I thought your damn ninja was supposed to take care of Robocop for me. Robocop 3. How may I help you, officer? By resisting arrest. Well, guys, uh, Jamie, Josh, thanks for getting me out of that mess of trouble. Yeah, I, I, I'm feeling a lot better. And Greg, I'm sorry I had to snitch on you, bro. I, my stitches. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you got the stitches. Yeah, it's a confusing metaphor. <laughs> it is. All right, well, before we get any more confused, let's do the roll call first. Josh Roth. Wow, uh, this movie had more characters than USA Network. <laughs> They're welcome. <laughs> uh, Jamie Kennedy. The primary colors, the Hanson brothers, that song from Schoolhouse Rock about magic numbers. Good things come in threes, and Robocop 3 is no exception. I have not seen Robocops 1 and 2. <laughs> yes! Yes! Jamie doesn't watch movies. I do not watch movies. Nope, she just edits them. Yep, yep. <laughs> Greg Hansen. Unfortunately, you used my opening thought joke in your book report <laughs> joke. Okay. So I guess I'll say it again. Yeah. Hey, do you know the scene in the precinct where the man is listing off all the possible cops? <laughs> Alien cop, ghost cop, vampire cop. He was just reading and proposed spinoff ideas before RoboCop 3 bombed. <laughs> Actually, Vampire Cop is a real movie, though. <laughs> no, it really is. It's a real movie. I'm Casey Regan. This movie is like the sort of 4D experience ride movie of RoboCop. <laughs> At Universal it's like if you go Studios. on, yeah, this is the Star Tours of Star Wars <laughs> movies. Great. And you know what? I want my dollar back. <laughs> what? Whoa. No, 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 Casey. This no threequel should be as good as this movie was. Casey, are you the 94 percent on Rotten Tomatoes who hated this movie? <laughs> That's why Casey has that I'm the 94% on Rotten Tomatoes tattoo. It's only applicable in this one scenario. Because when I looked that up afterwards, I'm like, 6% on Rotten Tomatoes? That Oof. seems incredibly low. I took yeah. it. I mean, it's wackadoo. Yeah. It's I thought it was going to be a big steaming pile of robo crap, but it was actually pretty <laughs> enjoyable. I think my problem was... You have no heart. I have no heart. <laughs> like think... Robocop in Act oh, 2. We should, yeah, we should go and fi we'll find you a new one uh, wherever they sourced that one. <laughs> it's unclear where they <laughs> got that from. Well, yeah. It was a Nissan. Oh, it was a Nissan. <laughs> my, my issue, it's funny because I am trying to, I'm really racking my brain to think what it was I didn't love about this because it seems to have all the elements you want, right? It's just, it's a crazy full cast. We had Crossing Jordan. We had Bradley Whitford. We had Stephen we, Root. We had Rip Torn. We had Mako. We had Mako. Like, yeah, fucking Aku. 
Yeah. One of the most prolific voice actors not voiced yeah. in yeah. this movie. <laughs> that was that got replaced choice. by Macintosh halfway the- through the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it had the uh, the military school teacher from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was did. that guy. I love that guy. Yeah, he also kind of looks like Buffalo Bill. He looks like yeah. Uh, yeah, it looks like Ted Levine. Ted Levine. Yeah. He also looks like a composite of all the not. Clarence Boddicker gang members from the first one. And I was like convinced, like, wait a minute, how could they put that guy back in this movie? Like, he definitely died in the first one. But no, he's just another craggly faced character actor. And yeah, this movie was absolutely filled to the brim with character, <laughs> character actors. Every scene Which I, I love to see. Every to scene see. I looked at my, I was like, are you kidding me, Bradley Whitford? CCH Pounder? C- what? Yeah. Stephen Root? Uh, Daniel Von Bargan, that's his name. I love this movie's use of character actors. It is baffling to have Rip Torn in the movie and then give him almost nothing to do. Yeah, <laughs> he has like five total lines in the whole movie. He gets, yeah, he gets out crazied by everybody. Which <laughs> it was written by Frank Miller and then directed by Fred Decker, and I was shocked. Yeah, this ruined Fred Decker's career. <laughs> So that's why Seriously. It, I mean, that checks out. Because like his career. Every time I watch Monster Squad, I then go to IMDb and I'm like, why hasn't Fred Decker done more things? And then I see RoboCop 3 and then nothing else. And it's like, oh, right. His interview in Wolfman's Got Nards, the, the documentary about the Monster Squad, is very sad because it's Fred Decker just being like, yeah, all my movies were flops uh, and everyone. They're all so good. And everyone likes them after the fact, but it like ruined me they're <laughs> all so really good sad. that's so sad night of the yeah, creeps monster squad dude did he, was, he, he became a prolific script doctor apparently but uh night night of the creeps and monster squad both flopped this was uh a much bigger budgeted movie it also flopped was it it doesn't look it uh, josh they did morph technology what do you think that's cheap? <laughs> look i didn't hate it every scene seems to make the most ridiculous decision possible as the movie <laughs> goes on. Like it, it always decides to go silly. Like there is large sections of this movie that is our main character remembering the first movie. But like, <laughs> while I may align myself with the 94% of IMDb users, I do not think this is only a 6% good movie. I think this is, this at least is double digits good. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this shouldn't have been a RoboCop or Fred Decker killer. Like this movie was had a was a lot of fun. It's two it's two X factors I think that are missing. It's it's Verhoeven and it's Peter Weller because I can't remember. I don't even think I looked up the name of the actor that replaced him. But his Robo re- reading line readings Robo-read. are Robo readings are much more stilted than Peter Weller. For some reason, Peter Weller can bring. Like pathos such, to... yeah, such pathos and gravitas to the most monotone line reads. And that's like what's so charming about Robocop 1. And it really falters there. Apparently, uh, w- when talked about, because it seems like Fred Decker has done a decent amount of talking about Robocop 3 because it ruined his career. Um, <laughs> I would and, too. And, and, and he takes full responsibility for it. He basically says the inherent problem with making RoboCop sequels was that RoboCop the character has a full emotional arc in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. And so everything else is just RoboCop showing back up to shoot bad guys. Hold the champagne. 
guy is making me nervous. I don't think this is exactly a guy, Moreno. You think it's him? When he shows up at the beginning, it really does feel like a regression. Like we've gone back to RoboCop at Act 2 in RoboCop 1. Because right. at the end of RoboCop, spoiler alert, you know, he doesn't have the mask anymore. He's Murphy. His character arc is complete. Like he's no longer just RoboCop. And But now, you know, he's got the mask back on. He's, he's serving literal Nazis because, like, <laughs> man, the subtlety with which the, the rehab officers are dressed and cast. because like, non-existent. Like, yeah. What, what did you say? Like, all of these people have played uh, a Nazi or Star Wars uh, Empire character at some point. <laughs> at least two or three times in their career. Every yeah, single were... one of them. All different sorts of stormtroopers. Storm yeah. Play. All these Aryan Storm motherfuckers, they have definitely played at least one of the two categories yeah. it is funny though because while the movie isn't at all subtle it sure does feel very timely to watch it now oh boy does it <laughs> oh boy howdy boy it, does it, it, sure, it. it it sure is a lot of things that we've been seeing all the news well it does i that's what i liked about it was i was like oh fuck it's just robocop again and he's not you know, Murphy anymore, and this is not going to be as deft a take as Verhoeven's was, because Verhoeven's very familiar with, <laughs> you know, Nazis and <laughs> and strong satire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it did. I think it did thread the needle better than I expected it to. It's also the first one to really like tackle gentrification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in like a really overt way. Imagine an end to crime. An end to poverty. Imagine two million good jobs waiting to be filled. Sounds like a dream, doesn't it? Casey, you look you look quizzical. I you, you guys keep saying words like tackle and deft, and I don't know <laughs> if having the words in your screenplay is enough to say it was a deft take on something. Hey, it was more deft than I expected, is what I say. <laughs> this is Media Break. You give us three minutes, and we'll give you the world. Good evening, I'm Casey Wong. Our top story tonight, Motor City goes Japanese as the Omni Consumer Products Corporation ended months of speculation today by announcing its takeover by the multinational Kanemitsu Corporation. Express special interest in the delicate issues of urban resettlement and a crime wave in Detroit that many citizens are calling a war zone. I won't deny we're serving an eviction notice or two, but most of these people have already taken their urine tests and placement exams. They've got new jobs waiting for them. We're just helping them make the transition, that's all. We're cops, nothing more. Nothing more? Well, we're not robots, if that's what you mean. <laughs> yes, of course, it feels right now, but Robocop's always been right. I mean, the second one said Detroit was gonna file for bankruptcy, like. 25 years before it did just that you know <laughs> to me what was interesting about this movie that the aspect that they didn't explore enough was the movie begins with yeah the re this rehab group is going into the cadillac heights of detroit to empty it out you know they're saying we're rehousing all these people and giving them jobs and we know that they're, they're just gonna go kill them right that, that was unclear yeah. To oh, me. Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah they, yeah so like they, when they say killed trying to escape it wasn't even that it was like death is your intent okay all right all right <laughs> <laughs> but, but the fun part when I was almost because I I'd never seen this one for its uh, infamy I had never seen this one 
And I was excited at the beginning when we get the, the one moment of Rip Torn being crazy. He gets chewed out by the head <laughs> of the Japanese conglomerate that's bought out OCP. Well, well there's the, apparently, on a racist note, all, apparently all the Japanese spoken in the film is just gibberish and not Japanese. What? I mean, so I guess rad. I could have guessed that, but... Ooh. Ooh. Or or some or somebody has, has laid a very funny prank on IMDb. <laughs> Casey? (laughs) (laughs) Saying nothing. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense because he is, like, interrupting him, like, uh, Katsumoto-san, please! Like, before he's finished explaining the punishment he's doing for him. (laughs) Please, no, you can't do this! I haven't done it yet. I'm still doing it. (laughs) And he turns to Bradley Whitford and uh, Toadie, who is in all three of the movies, and he goes, you know, we're trying to make... Uh, this Delta City, which would work a lot better, and then you get a little bit of Rip Torn. If it wasn't a war zone! (laughs) It's just a small resistance group, and there's no reason to believe they pose a significant threat. Well, I'd consider a deficit of $350 million a significant threat. Wouldn't you, Johnson? It's like, small group of rebels, we're at a $350 million deficit. I was excited for, I thought the story that was going to be told was a, a a new one where today's world absolutely vindicates that actually increased military spending, increased spending on a police state does has the opposite effect of crime. Crime goes up because it's a reactive thing to a now militaristic reactive force, like making a city a war zone turns the people who live there into warriors. And the fact that we've seen scuzz punks, which is just sort of requisite for a movie, I suppose, but it's like two uh, play. Splatter punks? Uh, you splatter mean splatter punks, punks, thank you. Uh, please get their names right. Uh, <laughs> most influential movie of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Look, get, get me on board. I don't like being, I don't like having this role. I don't like I know, not I know. a movie. I know, it's your least favorite It's not something I want, to be and in. this has everything. I yeah, I was going to say pros. One, splatter punks. Yeah. Splatter punks, sure. Papa Drake, hypo-head. Spider-Bill's ours. Shoot him in the mouth, splatter-brain. Cyborg eats bullets, Jack. Not tonight, he don't. But I will say there's a, f- a few points. One is that it's PG-13 versus R. And so True, the idea yeah. of repackaging what is, especially in the early 90s, exceedingly liberal, like, based satire for an audience of much more impressionable minds is at least interesting if not necessarily when it happened ineffective because everybody hated it but (laughs) you could make the 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 revolution still very radical because the robocop movies are anti-police in a lot of respects but like this one really hangs a lantern on it i feel like the first and second one kind of have this like not all cops type thought process. Well, uh, I was going to say, do the other two movies have like the entire police department quitting because they can't be asked to turn their guns on the people they're supposed to protect? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) (laughs) So it muddies the waters of the messaging is a little bit. (laughs) No, I think it, uh, the problem with this movie is it, it, the water should, 
Mud is good. We like mud in Verhoeven movies. In Verhoeven movies, muddiness is the whole point. The good, the good, the good and bad, there isn't quite this thing. And that, this movie is like quite clear. <laughs> quite clear at villains do villainy. Yeah. And like the, the, the gang of people like breaking into a government facility and stealing guns are the good guys, except for that one guy. And like it's all <laughs> essentially the first movie, except. The, the 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 kids dub version. Yeah, it's kids bop Robocop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's Jim Henson's Robocop babies. Uh, yeah, and, and it just means that it's the same movie, but all the all the character actors are doing it with big bucked out eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know Which, what? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That's my thing. And I, and I don't disagree with you. I I I think that the movie doesn't gel in the way that it. It should. I. It feels like the movie is about fifteen to twenty minutes too long, especially oh, for sure. in the middle there when it's uh, like yeah. when like RoboCop is like uh, eye power down now, and they're yeah, like, yeah. When RoboCop's asleep, he takes a nap in the middle well, of the and movie. Then, yeah, and then he wakes like, up okay. and he's like, I have to go now and exact revenge. And the rebels are like, Why did we even invest in this RoboCop? <laughs> <laughs> Looking back at my notes, it's kind of crazy. How late in the movie, like you were saying, RoboCop does show up. I mean, we get a Jeff Garland and the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean before we I get fucking RoboCop. Love Lee Ehrenberg's in this movie. Yeah. That so was great. Sweet. I loved when he showed up. He goes into the, the donut shop. What can I do for you, pal? Nobody move! Everything in the register now! Do it! What's it like being a rocket scientist? All units, we have a confirmed B and E involving police property. Please respond. Repeat. All okay, okay, okay. Lewis, you're up. Lewis, 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 Lewis. Hey, isn't anybody gonna arrest me or what? <laughs> Every cop in Detroit is eating at this donut well, shop, right? Except now. for Murphy, because Lewis says Murphy's not real big on donuts. <laughs> So I have to say, like, Casey, I'm not sure if I'm going to get you on board. There is something about Fred Decker's movies that I find an extreme charm to. All of his movies have a, a, a similar sort of low-key, fun, like, slight tongue-in-cheek. Like, like the jokes, the timing of the jokes work for me in a way where I'm like, I feel like I just kind of get Fred Decker's humor. What in a way where I'm not always... I'm not always like this is so shockingly funny, but I'm always like you you did it, you stuck the landing. Like at the very beginning when like the kid, you know, they're watching fucking Media Break, which is a great name for a yep. new show. Give us three minutes, we'll give you the world. world. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the one place this satire actually got it wrong. Assuming that like the hyper corporatization of anything would mean we'd get less news. Like the joke, <laughs> the joke being like three minutes, we'll give you the whole world. It's like, no, no, actually somehow we've filled 25 hours of news every day. Yeah. yeah. But With also, nothing. but also conversely, I don't know. That's Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Greg, no one's ever spent only three minutes on Twitter. <laughs> no one in the history of the world we're setting up precocious nico like we're, we're, we're seeing into her life and like are we gonna get taken out of our home and the dad goes no and then immediately <laughs> no, a fucking no, wrecking this is ball your this is your home and you're safe here <laughs> yeah and a, and a wrecking ball crashes into the movie beautiful. i was like beautiful yeah! <laughs> I was like, that's how you start a movie, baby. And like, 
this is when you see the rehab forces. It's like, okay, here are the bad guys. It's 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 Nazis. <laughs> They've got their brown coats. <laughs> I wish I could even say it's it's overwrought to be like. Nazis coming in and forcing people out of their neighborhoods would be unrealistic, and then we lived through twenty yep. fifteen to twenty twenty one. Yep. <laughs> yep. So Nazis never went away. They're like cockroaches; they just keep coming back. <laughs> Will it work? Stole it off a dead cop. Holy shit! That's a police armory. They must have deleted the access signature. Get out of here! No, there'll be a few more minutes. All we gotta do is figure out how to get that door open. Are you kidding me? It's CCA founder. CCA founder shows up, and she's the leader of like the rebellion. That's cool. Every line that CCH Pounder, who I respect and like, should end with a boink. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those things where, where Robocop is inherently silly because it's Verhoeven. Like, yeah. nothing Verhoeven does is serious. Yeah. Like, dude's satire all the way down. So, making it, I think it's a logical extension. To be like, okay, well, let's just kidify it and take out some of, you know, some of the blood. (laughs) And some of the heavier, you know, metaphors. But, like, it doesn't, from what I can see, betray the original message or intent of the RoboCop. (laughs) Also, (laughs) when RoboCop shows up at the beginning of the movie, he somehow (laughs) jettisons his car off of a parking yeah. garage into scene. That was maybe one of the greatest character entrances ever. Yeah. It's, it's so wild. And then he, yeah, and then he shoots a hole out of the top of the of yeah. the roof to, to to enter the movie. Police officer, no loitering. And I was just like, well, it can't be bad. It's and he replaced his arm with a flamethrower while he was driving. He also now can catch bullets, which yep. is yeah, uh, which is bananas. <laughs> I'm a big fan of like hit, like them being like how many guys are left. And he's like scanning three, catches a bullet, shoots, make that two. Like they're 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 easy jokes, but like you know sometimes you gotta go you gotta go classic. Yeah, it works. Whatever works. I, I think my issue if I'm thinking about it, is, like, the thing about Paul Verhoeven movies and, like, why RoboCop and and Starship Troopers is so exciting and, like, uh, what's his name? Ed Newmeyer? What was that, the original writer's name of RoboCop and Starship Troopers? Yeah, I think that's right. It's fun and exciting and doing all this, like, subtle satire behind it. And part of the fun of the movies is your enjoyment of the ultraviolence is working towards the movie. It's meant to be like implicit. Right. Look at me, the high minded person who disagrees with like the militarization of the society, but you're also just having a great time watching cops and soldiers blow the shit out of people and bugs and robots and shit. (laughs) So it's like your interaction with the movie is helping the movie whereas my issue is if this movie was called like cybo patrol and it was like just a (laughs) an obvious robocop ripoff doing all of this movie exactly the same i'd be like fucking cool awesome really good but when you are you are robocop you're not like the ripoff version of the movie you are the continuation of the mythology it's a weird choice to be like playing for the kids seats 
Like, it's like a movie for, like, when RoboCop 1 came out, your audience was two years old and had irresponsible parents and, like, watched RoboCop with them. Didn't understand it, but just got the shapes and noises and names enough. <laughs> so let's make a movie for them who now have object permanence, uh, and we can, and, and love the the shape of RoboCop. So it, it it's funny because this is cited as like the kidification of the RoboCop series, mm-hmm. but. This was preceded by a RoboCop animated series yep. <laughs> that is the kidified version of RoboCop. And so somebody saw the returns on that and went, damn, kids love a RoboCop. Maybe we should make a RoboCop for the, like movie for the kids, <laughs> Seem- you know, seemingly. Yeah. And, and look, it's different filmmakers, right? Different approaches yeah. to the same thing. And I, I'm with you, man. Like, I love Monster Squad. I love a good movie where the jokes are obvious and they they hit quick and then leave and the whole enterprise is supposed to be a good time but that good time in the robocop universe used to i don't know used to add to mean it something. Mean, yeah, it used to mean something <laughs> robocop you used to be cool and i cool, and, and i agree with that but i also i'm a child ninjas are great <laughs> yes. just, oh my god like, robot ninjas were so cool they were so cool and the effects that were done to them so that like you saw like their robot faces get like you know de- oh the jaw thing yeah get dislocated and put back and it was like putty on them i don't know it's cool effects yeah yeah and i think my enjoyment of it came from my surprise that it was any good at all <laughs> because I I vividly remember I, I can't remember if I said this the told the story on the podcast before but I went to Blockbuster and rented Jaws for the first time I rented Jaws I brought it home and I was like this is my favorite movie now this is one of the best movies I've ever seen and I brought it back to Blockbuster like the next day and saw that there was two three and four <gasps> amazing and I was like oh shit there's more Jaws. This is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I brought them all home. Listener, they are diminishing returns. After no, 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 no. Diminishing returns for one. <laughs> and then going out of the stratosphere oh, for three man. and four. Oh, three and God. four are fucking bananas. It's so funny the way you describe that is how I've described missionaries before, like sh- like trying to convince you to convert to their religion. They're like, you like this book. What if we told you there was another book that you haven't read yet? That's ex- great, right? Harry goes back 20 years later. <laughs> and then he's the headmaster. <laughs> You want Dumbledore? Here's Dumbledore. Like, <laughs> I I think I I think I would have enjoyed this movie if there was more Jaws 3D. Every movie needs more Jaws. 3D. You are, I know you're gonna say to this Ninja Robots and Jetpacks, <laughs> but I guess right, and let, let me just cue it up. Yep. Ninja Robots and Jetpacks. I, I believe here's 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 actually a legit thing though. I, I think they wanted to, but they didn't have the budget. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can absolutely say that. Which is to say, like, $20 million is, like, not a small budget, but is also, for an action movie, not a big budget, right? right? And Yeah, how, I wonder, how much was RoboCop 1? Like, it must have been more than know, that. Probably, like, a billion. Yeah, sure, a billion. <laughs> One billion. <laughs> like, a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean, so apparently Fred Decker wanted to 
have a lot more from the ninja character and wanted to have more Hong Kong inspired action oh, set pieces, so but good. didn't have the budget to have the like requisite Asian actors mm. and choreographers for which to do that. And which kind of says a lot to me, right? About like yeah. why that character was introduced at all and kind of why it's not in the movie enough. And like like that, like you sort of like why he had to just double the character again at the end. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. yeah, a certain yeah. amount yeah, of Asian actors. You gotta reuse reuse recycle baby. And we'll have a, a kid hacker because nineteen ninety three very hot for kid hackers who understand what Linux systems are. <laughs> oh my God. Right out the gate, genius right. child. I know. <laughs> Not even earned. The kid is so genius, is separated from her parents, and then the next scene is seemingly number two in the in the rebellion. It's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, has just a position. This little genius girl is, is, is pretty sweet. I guess yeah, that it's is. Spy Kids. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 upsetting Spy Kids. Well, it's also a direct response to RoboCop Two, right? Where one of the villains as a kid and people found that abominable wait one of the villains in robocop 2 was a kid oh yeah it's like a murderous drug dealing little kid <laughs> it's had, ashtray from euphoria and, and, well and spoilers fucking, uh, roger ebert you know film's greatest wet blanket who uh, it was called it beneath contempt called it abominable the world wasn't ready for a child anti-hero yeah <laughs> Now that's all we want. Like, <laughs> man, when you introduce like a nine year old who like straight up slits a person's throat, we cheer oh for that. We <laughs> do? I do. Ever, ever since the omen. Yeah. I, mean, I guess ever since the bad scene, but. I mean, that's that's Chloe Grace Moretz kicking yeah. to Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> that, this little girl says, cunt, make her a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the did you did she's you caca? Caca, yeah. <laughs> call back. It's a caca back. <laughs> it's too nice. He wasn't in the recon photos. Freeze! You are trespassing on police property. Please surrender your weapons. What the hell is he doing? You are in direct violation of Penal Code One One Four Section Three. I am authorized to use physical force. You now have 10 seconds to comply. You won't believe this. He'll be loyal as a puppy. You have 5 seconds. 4 seconds. 3 seconds. You have 1 second to comply. I am now authorized to be loyal as a puppy. So uh, a cast of recognizable faces have broken into the police like armory. And stolen weapons for their rebellion. And I love the I love the beat with Ed two oh nine. Like an Ed two oh nine shows up from the first movie. It doesn't look as good because it's not animated by Phil Tippett, but that's okay. And the kid like hacks into it to make it loyal as a puppy. So it stops <laughs> it so it shoots the cops instead of them. That was neat. Well, not the cops, the hired uh, security. Yeah, security, yeah, you, the, the rent-a-cops. Listen, cops. the cops have to always be on the right side of this movie. <laughs> I know that gets like made fun of a lot in this movie because Ed 209 was scary once and is now, is literally just like hacked out of the movie, essentially. And that is a funny idea, I suppose, 
So the kid who is set up in the beginning of the movie is a super genius, joins the rebellion, trying to find her parents, who is never told that they're dead, even though the Robocop... He never told. Implied. Implied, but... At some point... (laughs) Because Robocop, with, again, the deafness of a Robocop, was like... But, you know, they'll always be with you, no matter what (laughs) happened to them. Are you saying something happened to them? I'm just saying, if something happened to them, you'll still have your memories. Right. (laughs) You can always remember them. Just go into your database and look at video of them. You have that, er, right, er, right, er, yes. She defeats Ed 209. This kid defeats uh, at least sub-boss villain from like the earlier <laughs> movies. His only impact on the rest of the movie is remembered to bring laptop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she hacks into 209. The Rebellion steals a bunch of weapons. And they get and then there's Chekhov's jetpack, which uh, I thought yeah was- they and the jet and the jetpack when the all the security personnel show up and she gets Ed 209 to shoot at them right they dive out of the way because it's a PG 13 movie <laughs> uh, but the car which says security concepts on it. And then yep. one of them obviously lost the top decal because it keeps cutting to a car that just says concepts being riddled with bullets. <laughs> and it like, <laughs> it drove me, like, it felt like the perfect metaphor for the movie. Like, it yeah. felt, <laughs> which, but in, not in the Paul Verhoeven way where catching that is fun and cool, where it's like, oh no, Ed 209 is just shooting at a car labeled concepts. No one's dying. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be laughing at this. It's like someone said to him, I'm excited for your RoboCop because what's great about the first two movies is it really like blows a hole in the concept of security, right? He's like, yeah, blows holes in security (laughs) concepts. I got that too. I don't know. For the the idea of a filmmaker to be like, I know I'm making a stupid movie. Like, you you think I don't know that this is a fucking kidified version of RoboCop, y'all? Here it is. Yeah, I I, I would argue Fred Decker knew exactly what movie he was making. And that is always a plus. There was some impressive narrative footwork done in regards to all of that. And we were commenting on it while we were watching it because you're following two protagonists. You have the Rebel who are trying to break in and steal these guns and you have uh, Robocop and Anne who are chasing them because they are technically breaking the law but the the screenwriter can't have them actually face each other because like actually they're both good guys and we're gonna come about to show why they're both good guys and I'm not saying that's good screenwriting but I thought it was like that was a tricky line to walk and they did it. It's a clever way to keep both of them protagonists. Have him turn around was the tricky line. Yes. (laughs) Have him leave the situation to go help his partner whose life is in danger so that the next scene she can lose her life. Yeah I will say killing Anne is kind of a it's a bananas Those people belong in the nearest rehabilitation center. Some of them are armed terrorists. Now step away from the door, or you'll be cited for obstructing justice. Look, I'm not going to ask politely next time. Now step away from the door. You are making a mistake. Back off, or there will be trouble. Are you talking, Murphy? We're not budging. If you want to get in there, you're going to have to shoot through us. 
I don't have a huge problem with that. I think it's effective. That but... must have been a big deal to people, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't know. How did people feel about RoboCop 3? They hated it. I could tell you how 94% of people felt about it. <laughs> really, she should, they should have made her second RoboCop. We should have had a lady RoboCop. Oh, oh anything. Any addition. Any addition as opposed to retraction. This movie was all about retraction. It was about taking away. Ooh, well, that's not true because we uh, we added ninjas. And jetpack. <laughs> we added jetpack, crossing Jordan, and samurais. Wait, who is crossing Jordan? Who is uh, crossing uh, Jordan? Lazarus. Lazarus. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dr. Lazarus. She's crossing Jordan. I do not, I do not understand. <laughs> it was that show. Crossing Jordan. I don't know what it was about. The Casey. more you say the it title, the M- I doesn't help me understand what you're talking about. It was on so- NBC, and either you didn't want to cross Jordan, or we were always crossing Jordan. Maybe the river was called Jordan. Right. I don't know, but we were crossing Jordan. <laughs> So the head of the the Japanese conglomerate like like opens a chamber in his you know like in his facility and there's like a samurai sitting there cross legged and well, you don't the, see him again for it's the charging thirty minutes dock, you know it's the charging dock, <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you know he he was at like twenty percent you, know, you gotta get a, it yeah. back you gotta get the juice back in if you don't get it up to at least seventy what are we even doing <laughs> he is Otomo. Which is cool, and he only shows up for like for two scenes, but I liked both scenes he was in. But yeah, I wish he was in all of the movie. Yeah, their promised utopic society that they're doing all this evil to achieve has is not happening to yep. schedule. Which also they're running out of money. This is oh, yeah the second money. movie I've seen made during this period in the last couple of months that. The main thrust of the evil corporation is that their loans are going to get called yeah. in. Mm. <laughs> this, it's this, and um, on deadly ground, like is uh, I'm like, man, there's a lot of loan talk in action <laughs> movies in in the early nineties. It's like when you go into Star Wars, yeah, like oh, a lot of trade federation talk <laughs> and, and tariffs and sanctions going on yeah it's like you you literally own an army of giant mech assault robots and you're worried (laughs) like mike our credit score is gonna plummet (laughs) i I love though like the idea that in return of the jedi you see the like still under construction death star and they're just like we have to get it fully operational because otherwise, then the creditors will come. <laughs> We've already been through three general contractors. General contractor. General Grand Moff contractor. <laughs> Damn it. The JP and JP Morgan says for Jetpack. Okay, moving on. Uh, related to that, I loved th- this scene is so out of left field and doesn't relate to any other part of the movie, but I love when Omnicorp is like, their stock is starting to plummet, and we're having kind of like a Black Monday kind of thing where, like, oh my god, it's so good. Someone working there, like, jumps out the window while his wife's on, like, t- on Yo, video yeah. chat. Fred being- Decker loves just throwing there? these, like, wildly serious moments into otherwise <laughs> extremely, like, 
hokey, corny movies. Like they do it in Monsters yeah. Squad too, where yeah. like, where like the old I man. I do know monsters. Yeah, and, the, and then the fucking camera like zooms into his uh, number tattoo on his arm. I was just like, whoa! What? And then we cut yeah. out of that. It's fucking know, amazing. I know, it's no, I know. So good. And it's not even just that because then Bradley Whitford's commenting on. It. He's like, cowards! I personally right. would eat a bullet if I if I was gonna do it. And, and then, then the he gets scene. he gets fired and goes, oh. Okay, and he leaves the room, and you hear a gunshot. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He, yeah he pulls. It's very deliberate. He, they show him pull a gun out of his jacket, walks out of the room, and then like a they keep beat having later, they keep having a conversation. Rip Torn and the guy who's always been there have a conversation, and then you just hear a. <laughs> Oh, so good. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah, I completely missed that. That and that's rules. the end of Bradley Whitford. God, I yeah. love Bradley Whitford. Who is very good? Oh, he's in this so movie. good. He's really good in everything. He's good in everything. Name one thing Bradley Whitford isn't incredible in. It's yeah. not like a wide range of everything, no. but charmingly sniveling as yep. always. Yep. He's so fucking I, I, and, good. And and doing a walk and talk. Yep. <laughs> doing, yeah. doing a pre-West Wing walk and talk. He opened fire on the rehabs. They're saying he's gone underground. Oh, there goes our PR budget. It's too big to put a lid on. Company line is he's going renegade. How'd the CEO take it? You think the CEO took it? Between me and you, Johnson, I think the CEO's starting to lose it. I mean, take a look around, will you? It's the fall of Rome around here. It's Darwin time, you know what I'm saying? survival of the least expendable all right look i'm i'm changing i'm gonna really try and change my tune Kay. because everything after like this moment is dope <laughs> yeah the, the everything's kind of we're in a room with rip torn and bradley whitford and he we've just watched a man jump to death for the sake of a punchline to set up another punchline about suicide coming up in a second and rip torn's freaking the fuck out Fucking Aku is on the screen being like, Samurai, you <laughs> cannot give me Delta City. <laughs> Robocop, because he's been set on fire, is is getting getting some work done at the Detroit Police Department by Dr. Lazarus is bringing him back to life. Pun because, intended. Yeah, we, <laughs> what? we just know. totally left subtlety at the door. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I also, I kind of liked their hand waviness of his face. Because he gets set on fire by the Splatterpunks, which was also pretty cool. And then Dr. Lazarus is like reconstructing him. And they're like, yeah, they burned off most of his face. So we had to like patch it together. Don't worry face. about it. It's a new it face. Don't look, worry. Yeah, it kind of looks that. a little different. I don't Love know. It's, kinda, that. it's crazy. Did they? I don't know the actor. Later, when, he, when we're getting like that, like those. Robocop's like realizing things and we get the close-ups of his face. Did they make him up to look like Peter Weller? I think so. Yeah. It looked like it. That can't be a human's face. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a Robocop's face. Yeah, it's like the Madame Tussaud of Peter Weller. <laughs> yeah, it's. Yes. It, I think it's a little trying to bridge that gap. Related to judge, jury, and educa- educator. An educator? Uh, an educator. <laughs> Wait, that is, the, that is our, the, ta- the tagline for this podcast. Yes, <laughs> judge, jury. <laughs> Educator, I was telling Josh that uh, I, I when I'm watching this movie since I hadn't seen RoboCop and RoboCop Two, I really didn't understand where RoboCop began and Judge Tread ended. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't sentence people. He that's does not the, sentence that's people. Difference. That's the Frank difference. Miller's inclusion blurs that line. It too. does. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Okay. All right. Positives only. All right. Wait. 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 I'm too negative on RoboCop yeah, 3. Yeah, it's got cool stuff, man. 
I believe you're 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 basically the Virgil for our listeners, right? You are leading people who agree with you into the land of the circles of hell, of which I, Jamie, and Josh are a part. Because we liked RoboCop 3. And I'm the Scrooge, <laughs> and I will be visited by three spirits. You'll be yeah. visited by three robos this night. <laughs> to, teach, <laughs> to teach me the true lesson of RoboCop 3. Okay, yeah, so the filmmaking in this movie is competent because it's Fred Decker. Here's another awesome thing. So o- Otomo, the samurai robot. Awesome-o. he uh he like he's he's on like a mission to find the rebel base because he's trying to find robocop and kill him uh he's got this awesome little fight scene where he gets smacked in the face with a pipe which like dislodges his jaw and it's cool animatronic yeah where he's got to shift the jaw back into place that's rad but then there's this great fucking shot where it's uh, an overhead shot of these dead bodies laying on the ground of the oh. of the rebel base, and it crossfades into them being dominoes. Great crossfade, great crossfade, and it's fucking rad. Fantastic. And tell me that's not cool. Fantastic storyboarding. Yeah, cool. Tell me that's that, not cool. Casey. That is, and then it D- transitions into the older Zach character playing dominoes alone. That's. Is Domino's a solo game? Isn't that just like cleaning up your Domino's if you're playing it by yourself? <laughs> no, you can play it solo. It's like solitaire. It's like solitaire. I think you, I think you can solitaire it. What? Really? But it's yeah. just you just pull out a Domino and go, ooh, a five, just like over there. All right, it goes here. It's like doing a very easy puzzle playing Domino's alone. <laughs> <laughs> to be and fair, solitaire is also barely a game. It's basically just filing. It's, <laughs> like it's filing the game. It is. God, this deck of cards is a mess. <laughs> I mean, and then they redo the montage scene from the first movie, which I love, where it's him rebooting. Oh, the point of view. Yeah, the point of view of like him. Oh, he, they have to yeah, boot him down. That, for La- Lazarus comes in to help the rebels, and they boot him down. And then it's the like bits, the like little vignettes. They replace the heart. Right, and they like replace the heart, and like, what was that? And it was like a bunch of blood, and, like, and she like, says, "Like that's a Katsumoto. We need a Nissan." Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. I yeah. like that. it's fun little beats, and then he deletes his last prime directive: never kill an OCP officer. Yeah, it's fun, Jamie. I really would urge you to go watch RoboCop. Oh no! I re- oh no! I'm aware. We're gonna watch RoboCop, uh, like, but like we but were, not we Rambo. Were... I love the fact that you still yeah, I'm still not watching. Why would you not knowing Rambo or Rocky? <laughs> you I'm... don't need to see Rambo, Rocky. But you do need to see Robo. Yeah, we, we are yeah, going to watch one. that. The three hours. Uh, because, the three but hours. I do sort of <laughs> getting on y'all's side. Initially, I was frustrated at them doing the point of view sort of gag again because they do it in the first one to like, like you know it's as the Robocop's coming online and like it has all these gags but in the relationship of Robocop versus Robocop three the gags are less hijinky and a little more like upsetting. So the idea of doing that gag again, but making it like more like bing bong blink, ooh the heart, where's it going? Oops, screwed the wrong thing. Boink, like that is, I do like that. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I also like that he deletes a prime directive. I think that's yes, like, I that's a nice touch. That's a cool. It, I mean, it, it could it, be said it's it's convenient screenwriting, wouldn't you? Yes, say? it could be convenient <laughs> screenwriting. But I do like it because it's a consistent thing throughout the movies, and I like rewriting rules, uh, yeah. especially when they've been overtly stated as rules. So much of the first part of this movie is debating like putting a neural inhibitor on him to erase his memories and make him less human so that he obeys uh c- commands no matter what they are so like having this, this moment movie. of free will to so much of this movie 
I mean, How like much of this movie? Five, ten minutes? It's so five minutes. much. So much. <laughs> Do you have family? Yeah, I have a brother in Pittsburgh, the one who doesn't call. You know that. Robo, are you okay? I'm fine. And call me Murphy. <laughs> it is still, still that's our old RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. we were talking about this because it is confusing. He gets in the car with Lewis. And it's a moment where the audience is like, oh, did they put in the inhibitor? And then he immediately undercuts it. <laughs> where he's like, no, call me Murphy. And she's like, oh, Murph. Oh, Murph. It's right. like, so do you just not listen to what I say, Murph? Like, what are, is that what this so is So you're just being an ass to me? Yeah. <laughs> Robocop doesn't need to listen. <laughs> sick of hearing about your cousins. Yeah. yeah All the, you the, do the, is talk, talk, talk. <laughs> Women, they're all the same. He he literally thinks later. He literally yeah, he thinks, literally th- yeah. As he morphs his his wife into Anne into Lazarus, yeah. you're like, what yeah. weird imprinting are I, you doing, Murphy? I still don't know what that was about. What was that That's scene about? So great. <laughs> I still don't know what that was. They used the uh, the the Michael Jackson black and white music morph. video technology to like yeah. morph between all three of them. It'd be like, art, baby. as a love interest or not, I don't know. <laughs> right, as he's coming back online for the big end fight for him to go be the hero, we get yeah the morphing technology, like a, 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 a technology of editing that had never been used in a movie before. It was the first use of morphing in a film, not like a music video or commercial, right? Was it really? And it was so that he could mold the faces of his wife. Is still haunted by the image of his whole life. His partner, who has died, the second main character of these movies, is now dead. And then this other lady who's jo- crossing Jordan, who has joined the movie at this point. Like, I love they how use much new we are technology. Just t- calling her crossing. That's Jordan. her name. Yeah, to use a new movie technology for the message to be like, "Wow, I sure do know three women. <laughs> I'm gonna do it for them." Yeah. It is a weird. Robocop has a type and that's what keeps him fighting crime. Yep. There's also the moment where Lazarus like, hey, can you uh, see that screwdriver over there? Can you get them for me? And then suddenly Robocop is like, get them for me. Get them for me. That is what Anne said before she died. (laughs) Must go kill Nazis. It's so weird. You could insert the Kill Bill sting in there. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I hate to be a Bradley Whitford, but it is sort of inefficient to like have a RoboCop full of triggerable memories. Well. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's like actually quite bad for the organization. Is that when he takes the jetpack? Get them for me, Willie. Oh no, they're they're installing it. Yes. Is, no, yeah, he get, but he gives it up. He shuns the jetpack at first. And at <laughs> yeah. that moment, yeah. I was not 100% yet. sure we weren't seeing that jetpack. <laughs> I need it for third act. <laughs> <laughs> the budget yeah. does not allow. The budget does not <laughs> allow. <laughs> Good evening, Sergeant Reed. Do you know there's a warrant out for your arrest? Yes. I was just checking. What can I do for you? Please direct me to the rehab staging area. Oh, well, it's down the hall. You can't miss it. Thank you. You may want to call the fire department. Thank you. 
got a light? Sure, man. Allow me, scum. What I love about the RoboCop franchise is, uh, well, its message is about like the police state and the militarization of the United States within a fascist regime, but one of commercial comfort. So you, as the person in it, can be like, yay, I love being protected by uh, the military. Uh, it also, it presents just like cops as like thoroughly harried and unequipped for the job. Dirty, like, uh, dirtily harried. Dirtily <laughs> harried, yeah. <laughs> And I love that. I love that at this point, Robocop could walk in and be like, I'm going to go kill a bunch of guys. And the chief just has to be like, so whatever you say, Robo. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not going to be the ones to serve it. Uh, oh, when he go when Robocop goes to the brothel, he asks the guy, like, where is McDaggett? And the guy at the front desk. And he tells him, ah, upstairs. Careful, the elevator sticks. And then it cuts to the elevator door opening and sticking halfway through. <laughs> While Robocop never totally gets his head around doors. He really gets his head no. through them. <laughs> and it's that kind of like visual comedy beats mm-hmm. that Fred Decker brought to the table that makes me appreciate this. Uh, Robocop has to commandeer a pimp mobile. Oh, That's, that was okay. great. That was fucking great. That was great. Does a funny mug towards the dice, the fuzzy dust dice hanging in the mirror. Yeah, sure. And in that scene, McDaggart's got like a grenade launcher and like one by one pieces yeah, of the car are falling so off. Yep. So by the end, it's just like just the, just the chassis on fire driving down the street. Well, it's funny because it's like the movie takes place in Cadillac Heights. He gets into a pink Cadillac mm-hmm. and then... What they continue to then show is how indestructible yeah. a Cadillac motors <laughs> will it's keep breaking, even if red. the world uh, uh, has has left them by, even if they're being brutalized by the system that they helped create. Americans still they keep yeah. on running, baby. That's the American spirit. That's the real message. Until until they completely break down, and then you can yes. use them as a barrier <laughs> for which to shoot behind. <laughs> At Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> the, so the only thing that I think is 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 at least interesting to, to kind of go back to the whole police precinct laying down their guns. They become good when they literally throw away their badges. Yeah, when they which, are no longer cops. When they are no longer cops, which is fucking pretty radical yeah. in a in a in a Hollywood movie. Yeah. After the cops all like hand in their badges and leave. I thought it was just going to be like rehab versus, you know, the ex-cops and the rebellion, but they recruit the splatterpunks, which I thought was interesting. No. Yeah. Very the fun. enemy of my enemy, you know? Later, the movie has turned. Robocop seems to be at his lowest point, seemingly like taken out of the game. The, the news are... is saying that he's a serial killer at but this point. But even the news doesn't believe it. Oh, yeah, I did the... like that when the news cast Yeah, just, the like, anchor's like, fuck this. Three nuns and five clergy are dead today in what is believed to be the latest atrocity by the killer cyborg, Robocop. OCP officials claim the former police unit is responsible for a spree of terrorism in the Cadillac Heights section of Old Detroit. I'm sorry, I can't even read this. Come on, this is bullshit. Are you buying this? They're trying to manufacture consent against Robocop, right? And like yeah, we're yeah, seeing yeah. that through, just like with all the things in the Verhoeven-verse, <laughs> like we're seeing it through media. It, you know, the world was one where there was like Robocop fandom, and now they're trying, the media is trying to make him into a bad guy, so they make like a toy of the rehabs. Yeah. All within a movie 
that is trying to make RoboCop for kids. Yeah, yeah, and is not unaware of that. Like, it's all on the nose on purpose, which is is great. Especially because it takes place in Detroit. There's the sort of American-made versus Japanese-made discussion yeah. happening. Yeah. Especially yeah. because the 80s is, like, when Japanese cars came to the U.S. And so there is something a little bit funny about, like, this movie kind of having this American exceptionalism bent to its like but we make a better robocop than the japanese yeah i do love the idea of like you have a ja- you essentially have a japanese car fighting an american car <laughs> like, yeah yeah he he's he yeah the japanese car moves around a lot better it's very easy to handle the american car literally can't get out of the way to save its life yeah, <laughs> like, the, yeah. The, the fight scene was pretty well choreographed where otomo is so so deft and agile and RoboCop's got his, you know, servos is very loud. You know, yeah. Servos and he can't move around that much. And Otomo's just like slicing off parts of them. And then, but RoboCop gets this one great shot and him blows his fucking yeah. head off. <laughs> you are under arrest for assaulting an officer. And then Robo Samurai like shoots at him and destroying police property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, a movie where there was more Automo and, like, imagine a movie where they do put the personality inhibitor chip in RoboCop and then we end up sort of having this movie but Automo is the one going through it. Mm. And then RoboCop and him have to fight and we're sort of, like, split and then RoboCop wakes up because, you know, someone says, like, I'm going to KFC. Anyone want a family bucket? Family. <laughs> oh, no. <And> <laughs> Your mom's name was Martha. My yeah. mom's name was Martha. We have to update his motherboard. Mother. Mother, no. My mother was bored of yeah. this movie. Hey, check out the sunrise, son. Yeah. I don't think he has enough data processing. Data. Da- <laughs> They're winning, aren't they, Slurgy? Yeah, I mean, I think what you'd expect to happen happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Robocop flies in on Chekhov's jetpack. Yeah, the the cops, the real cops have joined the rebels after leaving the police station. They've set up barricades, and like... The back layer of barricades is like flipped cars and shit. And yes. then the front level is like coffee tables and like big wheel bikes and stuff. Like there's a lot of just like dapple. They had like an hour. They did not have a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And marching towards them is the rehabs flanking the army of splatter punks. And they're funded. They're well funded. They're, they have that Koch brothers money. <laughs> we, we get the great line. Uh, it's time to show how real cops kick ass. <laughs> Problematic. Yeah. <laughs> not, the, not the best line in the movie. Nope. But that that guy has probably waited three movies to be able to have like that kind of oh, line. I don't know. Quip, yeah. I don't know if I can. Did he have quips in the other two movies? Not really. He had jokes. I mean, he's like just been sweaty chief in so many things. Yeah. Okay. He didn't get a chance to have like a hero line. So I'm sure he was very happy at that. Yeah. This is fun. This is fun. Get that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, everything you expect to happen has happened. Steven Root, who is playing nervous 
the whole time. It has betrayed them. What? It, he's got, it, yeah, he went full Joey Pants. Yeah. <laughs> CCH Pounder is killed. Yeah, and Robo- Robocop flies into OCP to finish the movie. Uh, yep. o- Otomo is still there, and then he gets his head blown up again, except it's all like jacked up this time instead of like super blown up. And then you find out there are two Otomos, and it doesn't last long enough, and I was sad. Well, I did like that they hacked them to kill each other. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that oh, was cool. Oh, yeah, I guess the girl did do that. Yeah, okay. girl did that. Yeah, she she really did more than RoboCop, actually. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was RoboCop. It was unnecessary. That is actually apparently a, a pretty reasonable claim levied against this movie is that RoboCop is, is the least effective member of the movie. Yeah, but so was Indiana Jones in the uh, first yeah. Indiana Jones movie. Sometimes life just happens around <laughs> you and <laughs> doesn't make you any less badass. Right. You're the hero of the circumstances. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the big trouble of little China. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> RoboCop doesn't do a whole lot. Sure, but it, but here he does. At the end of the movie when he literally blows up the entire OCP. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. That's the thing is now that I'm realizing the explosion is the self-destruct mechanism sure. for Otomos, which they killed each other because Lazarus and Nico hacked them. So actually, RoboCop that had nothing to do with it. That makes more sense, uh, Josh, than what it was. Unfortunately, you, you, you needed to stick more unnecessary elements in there. Uh, McDaggett had a small <laughs> tactical, I guess, nuclear device that only that, blows yeah, things that was up weird. within a 20-yard radius, which felt he said everything within 20 <laughs> yards is about to be eviscerated in 15 seconds. It's like, I feel like I could sprint 20 yards in 15 seconds. <laughs> I feel like I could, I, yeah, I know. I could get out of there. The, the, the two Automos at the end that get hacked so that they kill each other, they had fail-safes within them that could have prevented the small tactical nuclear device that McDaggett had already armed to blow up. So now that the Automos are dead, it can't be stopped. I love what you were saying, that it was the Automos that were self-destructing, because that's, like, cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's a little more convoluted. OCP explodes with McDaggett inside. Mako and the CEO show up like in Cadillac Heights and the CEO who's Riptorn gets fired. And and Riptorn has never been more thrilled to be fired. He's like, <laughs> well, the right. OCP stock tanked. Yeah, he's like, have fun with your company. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I liked the last line. It was, you know, a callback. Callback. I mean, the moment when after the dust has settled... And Rip Torn and the Japanese businessman get out of a limo and they're like, we aimed too big. What if we just gentrify the area, yeah. build strip balls, <laughs> fast food chains? I was like, that's a crazy thing to put in a movie at this time because yep. that yep. is exactly what happened. That, that is exactly what was happening and what has happened. It makes illogical building super robots <laughs> and goose stepping into cities when you're like, oh, what if we just add some Orange Juliuses and like actually pay for like the waste facilities <laughs> in this part of town and then we'll price out everyone here and then we'll just get what we want in the long term anyway. You know, like corporations do and they're like, huh, right. Oh, yes. <laughs> Why don't we do that? But what's funny is that that is the trajectory though, right? It's like we as a society, as a world, goose stepped first and then settled into oh wait, I could just pilfer the coffers of of the lower and middle classes in the long term. And that's actually 
uh, easier and more fruitful than than, than full scale war. Like <laughs> like we, we were we were goose stepping forty years before anybody went. No, it's just easier to like to just like build the same thing over and over yeah. again in every town. So I, yeah, the yeah. least realistic part of the movie is that the Japanese CEO wouldn't have gone for it. Right. Instead, instead <laughs> it honorably bows to RoboCop. God, that sucked. That sucked so bad. That was so awful. I would love, I want a RoboCop 4 where now in Detroit, all the like, RoboCop industry has dried up as well, and there's like all these people <laughs> are like struggling because the RoboCop factories um, have all shut down. And... This has this has nothing to do with with that, but after RoboCop three, a Canadian TV show was made in the '90s, and it, only one season existed because it was apparently too expensive to make. But the show features characters with names like Doctor Cray Z Malardo. <laughs> OCP executive Chip mm. Chaikin, William Ray Morgan, a.k.a. Pudface, and Vlad Maltov. Vlad. Wow. And the, the ending theme song was by Joe Walsh and Lita Ford. Wait, that sounds what? rad. Yeah, that sounds very expensive to me. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently each episode was between 1.2 and $1.5 million. Oh my god. Wait, and they made that after RoboCop yeah. 3? Yeah. In they were Canada. like, RoboCop 3 failed. Let's try a more expensive TV show. <laughs> well, it, well, it was it was a Canadian... Uh, a Canadian Success. Uh, they love it up there. <laughs> a Canadian network bought the rights from Orion, who the reason that this movie came out three years late was because it was going through bank bankruptcy and so uh orion was sort of just like you're gonna give us cash great we love cash (laughs) i'll buy that for a dollar Bad movies, bad movies. What you gonna do? What you gonna do with these? Bad, watch the movies with you. Bad movies, bad movies. Robocop 3. Robocop 3 didn't do it for me. Police officer made of a robot. Because that guy got shot. Now he's gonna come after you. In a very similar ways to numbers one and two. Bad movie, bad movie. <laughs> what you gonna do? We are gonna bring the ripoff report card to you. That may have been uh, racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> as I said, as I was doing the voice at the end, a voice said, uh, "Stop." <laughs> a voice that sounded. <laughs> and that wasn't uh, his conscience. That was us. <laughs> that was <No>. my <laughs> long dead wife. <laughs> the memory of my <laughs> wife. <laughs> Wait, bad boys. <laughs> no. no, son. The RoboCop 3 ripoff report card is brought to you by Wishing Wellers. When you can't get your original star to come back for the sequel, send them one of Wishing Wellers' Gladly Whitford <laughs> special <laughs> cards. <laughs> It's Cliff, it's Weasley, it's Wishing Wellers. <laughs> Great. While a bit short on screen time in the movie, the man playing the evil CEO, simply named the CEO, is of course legendary, unforgettable Rip Torn. Yeah. Born Elmore Rule Torn Jr. to Father Elmore Rule Torn, aka Tiger Torn, Jr. What? was anointed as Rip 
as a part of a wild family tradition amongst the men. His mother was Sissy Spacek's aunt, and his father helped promote black-eyed pea consumption, especially as a traditional dish on New Year's Day, which is literally news to me. <laughs> Apparently that tradition harkens back to the Civil War, when Union troops saw the beans as only suitable for livestock, so they were left behind, and thus one of the only edible crops left for the poor war-torn Southerners. Eating exactly 365 black-eyed peas on New Year's is said to imbue luck and prosperity. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when mixed with collards and cornbread, each representing wealth. Pennies for peas, greens for dollars, cornbread for gold. But I digress. What? Back to Junior, a.k.a. Rip Torn. His family moved to Hollywood from Texas, where he started work in 1956 and studied under Lee Strasberg in New York, starting to work on stage and in film. Later, he ultimately helped his cousin Sissy Spacek to break into the acting business. Known for his gloriously malicious energy, huge grin, and arc eyebrows, Rip has played all over the dang schoolyard, being nominated for a Tony, an Oscar, and six Emmys, and even more. He did everything from Tennessee Williams to the Larry Sanders show to the Men in Black franchise. But that didn't come without a price. As seems common with characters like this, Torn confided in Studs Terkel in his 1974 book, Working, that he had irascibility, a nice way of saying that the man's quick to temper. <laughs> this is no more obvious than in the, in the infamous finale of Norman Mailer's Maidstone. In the movie, Mailer plays a famous director running for president, and seemingly, during the filming, Rip Torn got it in his head to stage a fight with Mailer that is very real, parts of which ended up in the final cut. You can see it on YouTube. The uncut scene is bonkers. Rip Torn approaches Norman Mailer and hits him on the head with a hammer, and the two wrestle to the ground with Mailer biting Rip Torn's ear and they just, like, beat the shit out of each other. It's ultimately broken up by other members of the cast, including Mailer's then-wife, Beverly. Around the same time, an incident occurred on the set of Easy Rider, which Dennis Hopper recounted in 1994 and was subsequently sued by Torn for defamation. <laughs> Hopper asserted that Torn pulled a knife on him during pre-production, and that was ultimately why he was replaced by Jack Nicholson. Well, Torn took him to court and won because it turned out Hopper had been the one to pull the knife on Rip Torn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Hopper was ordered to pay a half a million dollars in damages with no punitive damages. But when Hopper appealed, he lost again and then was ordered to pay another half a million dollar in punitive damages. <laughs> Towards the end of Rip Torn's life, he got into hot water in Connecticut near his home. It seems he was drunk and broke into a local bank. And when the authorities found him and took him to court, it seems as though he thought he was breaking into his own house. <laughs> I guess we all have bad days. Sometimes, I guess, you have to live your craziest self in order to embody it. And Riptorn, for all his crazy on-screen personas, seemed to do just that. Also, when he was young, he looked a lot like Dean Stockwell, which just feels crazy. <laughs> And that is 
the RoboCop 3 ripoff report card. Yeah. I'm so glad I went into Rip Torn. Oh, Rip Rip. R.I.P. Rip Torn. Rip Rip. Rip Rip. Ripoff report torn. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Rip Torn ripoff report card. Ooh. Ooh. Rip Rip. Well, I gotta hand it to you. What do they call you? Murphy, is it? My friends call me Murphy. You call me Robocop. Alright, creeps. Dead or alive, please give me your final notes on Robocop 3. What may end up on the final test? Tune in next time when we discuss The Godfather Part 3, despite me having never seen the other two Godfathers. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna make them an offer they can't refuse. Have you never seen The Godfather? I've never seen The Godfather. What are you doing? I don't know. JB, I also haven't seen The Godfather. Oh, good. Maybe Neither am I. Maybe this should be a special episode. Yeah, but Yohai does The Godfather. A <laughs> <laughs> little B-movie. A little, little known B-movie. But we have to watch it on VHS on Pan and Scan. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah actually, you know what? I am super down for that. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Robocop's got nards. Yeah, I mean, my, my my closing thought was, was and we kind of talked about it, I just feel really bad for Fred Decker because yeah. uh, this effectively ruined his career. And so I just wanted to say, Fred, if you're listening, Hollywood doesn't deserve yeah. you, baby. You're yeah. better than that. Fred, I miss you. Come back, Fred. Will you be on a podcast? Decker, come back. <laughs> Decker, come back. Yeah, what's next, what's, what's next on Decker? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the thought I'm leaving with is how, however I feel about this movie, good or bad, I got to learn for this podcast Peter Weller the first Robocop he consulted a, a, a famous mime that essentially saved the movie what? because they had he had done a bunch of work with this mime Moni Yakim, oh. uh, this mime artist who had worked with like uh, uh, you know the, all, all the big mimes I'm sure you can <laughs> think yeah, of yeah. Yeah, yeah, big mime. It was a gathering of all the great mimes of the world. The world's greatest mimes. <laughs> <laughs> so he had worked with them before the movie, and then while they were filming, it like was not working whatsoever. So they had to call in this mime on the first movie to like consult for movement in for the, mo- like the like production had shut down. Like they were Whoa. like, this is not working with the costume. How do you? And so a mime came. How do you call in a mime though? <laughs> Easily, with, by putting your thumb and your pinky finger up here. <laughs> Ear and mouth. Either way, I suppose whether I like the movie or not, it was it was fun to see it break out of its invisible box. Yeah. <laughs> and the bell means the end of another class here at Video High. But if our class about Robocop 3 was just a little too mainstream for you, don't worry. Because next lesson, we cover the 1989 David Carradine Robocop ripoff, Future Force. That is your assigned screening. Please, if you like what we do, check out all of our many collaborators. That's Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra and Gabriella Tessitore of the band Scout Harris, who made our theme song. 
Justin Ferraro of the band The Rizzos for our other music, and Shearer for designing our logo, and Mr. Philip Marlowe, our teacher, as well as our own social medias, that is at Video High Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and at VideoHigh.pod on Twitter. From all of us, myself, Casey Regan, Greg Hansen, Jamie Kennedy, Josh Roth, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next class. Did you guys know that that the reason that you vote for coroner is because they're the position that can take down a sheriff? I didn't know you voted Excuse for coroner. Me? Interesting. What? Yeah. Wait, what do you mean take down? Like, yeah, like the position that checks a, a sheriff is the coroner. Wow. No, I because the sheriff has jurisdiction over the laws of the living, but the coroner is in charge of the world beyond. <laughs> Much larger jurisdiction. Uh, 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 in your ear. Podcast Network.